It's another night in comedy, and tonight we have an absolutely loaded panel. Our old friend Keisha Brownie and company return with another full lineup of crowd killers, taking over Brampton's famous Rose Theatre for another edition of Stand Up Stitches. The stage is stacked. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Jokes. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to an all-new Inside Jokes, babies, right here on 640 Toronto and, of course, streaming coast-to-coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network and just everywhere on planet Earth where they have Tay Internets. We are, of course, brought to you, as always, by our lovely friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you spot hecklers in the crowd since 1967. And it is, of course... Tonight on the panel, we have our friend Keisha Brownie returning once again uh, with her showcase Stand Up Stitches, which <laughs> told Vince, our producer, kind of sounds like somebody had a C-section or something. I don't know. Uh, but they are back with a full lineup. They're taking over live again, by the way, because they did do these showcases digitally during the the pandy, as we're calling it, just to make it a little bit more fun and jaunty. Uh, but they are back live on their proper home stage at Brampton's Famous Rose Theater. So we got Keisha and friends joining us. It's a full stacked panel of comics. I, of course, have our producer, Vince Tedesco, on the line. How are you doing, buddy? I got to say, the funniest moments are the off-air segments that don't make it on. But I mean... Yeah, God forbid we put anything funny on the show. It's always things we say during the commercial. But that's what they should call it. Keisha and friends. I mean, she every once in a while, she comes back up. I think it's... Is it bi-monthly her show? We'll find out in the... Yeah, Keisha and Friends. Well, we, I mean, we've had her on a few times the past couple of seasons with these showcases, but they're actually back live at it again on the on the stage at the Rose Theatre. Uh, it's going to be a full live show. The, the, the cast of comics is absolutely stacked. It's a killer lineup. We've got a bunch of them on the panel with us tonight, joining us along with Keisha. It's going to be a loaded show, man. Let's do it. Yeah, she always brings the goods. Let's get into it. Welcome back to an all-new Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto and, of course, streaming all over planet Earth on the Global News Radio Network online on the internets brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical helping you buy theater tickets for the Rose Theater in Brampton more clearly how about that because we got the return of stand-up stitches coming back live once again to Brand- Brampton's famous Rose Theater we have Keisha Brownie on the air with us how are you doing Keisha hey what's up what's up guys I'm, I'm doing good I'm, you have another like I almost want to call this Keisha Brownie and friends because you have another absolutely stacked show coming up at the Rose yeah. Theater. You got a massive cast of comics joining you on stage once again. Absolute crowd killers. We got a couple of them on the air with us right now. Brandon Mohammed is back on the show. How are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? We What's are good. I th- last time we had you on was you were plugging uh, the TV show. The was prank- the last. Yeah, you were trying not to make each other try to make each other laugh. Mm-hmm. What a journey! What a journey that was. What a journey, journey you had. LOL, last one laughing. That's right. Last one laughing. You and Colin Mockery were trying to make each other laugh. That was the last time we spoke with you. We got Paul Thompson on the air. It's been a minute, as the kids say. Paul Thompson, yes, how are you doing? Yes, sir. Man? I'm good, man. How are you? 
How has life been treating you, man? Everybody's back to live shows. We're back to sold out theaters. We're back to doing what we do. Absolutely. Fantastic. Everything is good. I'm excited for the 22nd in Brampton. I feel like you you strike me as a comic for sure that never stopped, though. You were doing for sure some like... No, I never stopped. Never stopped. Yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah. you were doing some lockdown shows and shit. Absolutely. I for sure. And for acting and acting and different things and painting pictures and just always staying creative. That's right. There we go. You got to have those outlets. And of course, our old friend Natish Sakuja is joining us. How are you doing, man? I'm very well. How are you guys? Sorry I'm late. We are good. No, you're just on time, comedian-wise. I'm okay, perfect. It is absolutely fine. So I wanted to, so Keisha, I mean, I want, we talked to you a few times the last couple of seasons, and you were doing stand-up stitches. You were always doing, you kept these showcases going, but you, of course, were doing, you did a lot of these digitally. You did online thing, which a lot of comics yeah, had to do was... some of that the last couple of years. But now it's back to, it's like, the Rose Theater was always the home stage for this thing. It's your, you know, it's, it's a pretty iconic theater in Brampton. That's always been the home stage for this show coming back and doing these live again in a proper theater and being able to sell that out and bring in a packed live audience again and do it, do it the real way. How, how, like how much more of an event does it feel like now bringing this thing back oh live again to its home stage? It's great. It's great. There's intermissions. There's a live bar. It's, it's great. It's great to be back and working. And sometimes some of the comics have their <coughs> merch table. It's like, it's it's hard to sell merch over a Zoom show. You know what yeah. I mean? So, <laughs> it's, um, it's really great. And uh, I think Brampton is doing a great thing. They need it. They need the comedy. You know, it's been a rough couple it. of years. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be a great show. This will be our second live show. Um, yeah, because the live broadcasted, that was brutal. You know, yeah. some comments still message me, man, Keisha, you owe me an audience. That was... <laughs> You know, like it's Texas. If you could hear these jokes, I mean, that was rough. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, it's it. You know, I mean, and you all know this. Like everybody, a lot of people did dip their feet into the you know live streaming shows and the Zoom shows oh. and all that. And it's it is what it is. But it, it totally was a placebo thing, right? Because it's like to even get into that mode when you're in the room and you're pacing around backstage and you're feeling the energy of the room and you're ro rolling with whatever's happening with the crowd, whatever the host is up there doing, you're feeling that energy in the room. And that's getting you into that moment where you just go up on stage and launch into what you do. It's kind of hard to psych yourself up for that when you're sitting at home in front of a screen and there's no call and response. There's no interaction whatsoever. You are just like seeing emojis pop up. It's like when you don't have that sort of, anxious energy that manic energy of the room where you're pacing around just ready to do your thing how do you even jump into it like where's the where's the start it's just there's no start <laughs> wi-fi connection i guess just you know everyone's it. just shaking their head like no no well i mean brandon i know you did some of the stuff and i mean you kept busy the last couple of years we had you on here plugging your appearances on lol i mean comics were doing roast battles so i mean you stayed busy the last couple of years but how much did you dip your feet into those online shows? And how painful was it, be honest? Yeah, I was like, you know what? This is fine. I'm doing stand-up from my bed. I like it. I mm. like it. There was just, like, shows. We're doing lay-down. Yeah, we're doing lay-down. We're just... Lay-down comedy. We're at the bed. I'm <laughs> at the bed. But then there, I remember there was this one show where I was just, like, performing, and it was silent. And I was like, is this... Is, I guess all this sounds off. And then I started yeah. hearing and i was like oh no i've just been it's just been i've just been bombing for the past 20 minutes on a zoom <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing like you almost can't even feel it because there is no there's no 
there's nothing to feed off of. There's not, you know, it's such a placebo. It's like, you know, comics did it, especially doing corporates and stuff like that. It's like, well, you have to get paid and you have to keep an audience. And you have to keep your name yeah. out there. But it's like nothing replaces the actual thing. I mean, Natish and Paul, I'll throw that to you guys, because I know you were, you know, there were still like these sort of secret backroom shows and stuff going on in Toronto during the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I know everybody did stay busy. There was still stuff going on. There was still work, but did either of you have to like jump in at any of that stuff where all of a sudden you're doing like a zoom show that's terrible and awkward. Absolutely. Not too many. Yeah. I only did like two or three. Natish made that his whole thing though. So go ahead. Natish. <laughs> <laughs> I, did a, I did a few of them. I didn't mind them because like, it doesn't matter how you do on these shows. Cause like you said, you right. have no, 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 like feedback really. You see people like shaking their, you just get your shit out, do 30 minutes and then get paid for yeah. it. Yeah. But right. I mean, some of them paid. So yeah. like, I don't really care. Everybody was complaining, but it's like if a show pays $300 and I'm yeah. just FaceTiming somebody for 10 minutes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Jerk off right after, like, okay, who cares? Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> just make sure the camera's off first. Don't pull a Jeffrey Tubin. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Comics are getting paid and it's time and it's, you know, you're still workshopping material. It's not, it's, it's not oh, yeah. the most comfortable thing, but you're still doing the thing. And I mean, yeah, if you're getting paid and you're getting that time, it's like comics, Canadian comics are resilient, man. So everybody just kind of did what they had to do. And here we are, we're back to square one. We're back to doing what we're supposed to be doing, you know, mm-hmm. selling out theaters in Brampton, man. Yeah. Selling out theaters in B-Town. There we go. All right. We're going to come back with more Keisha and friends. We got the full, a bunch of the comics from Stand Up Stitches coming out back live to the Rose Theater in Brampton. We're going to get back with more right here on Inside Jokes. Hey, what's up, guys? It's your girl, Keisha Brownie, uh, MC of Stand Up Stitches, and I'm kicking it in the cut again with Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto and, of course, everywhere on the planet Earth on Global News Online, brought to you, as always, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Helping you spot hecklers in the crowd since 1967. We are talking the return <laughs> of stand-up stitches. Coming back to Brampton's famous Rose Theater. Keisha Brownie is bringing it back. Selling out the theater once again. It is back. It is live. And we've got a massive lineup of absolute crowd killers on the panel. Joining us tonight as part of that show, we got Brandon Ash Mohammed, Paul Thompson, Natish Sakuja. I also want to add, because before the break, we were getting into, you know, how important it is to see these showcases return live to their home stages and their proper stages again, and the live audiences coming out. And I feel like we're seeing new audiences coming out too after the last couple of years. A lot of people that were sitting at home, watching specials, downloading albums, listening to podcasts that hadn't gone out and seen live comedy, proper live comedy before. Now they're coming out to these shows. It's sort of like a new wave of audience coming out. Uh, I mean, Keisha, with you know, we were talking about how awkward it was doing some of these digital shows, and of course. You got comics work. You kept this going online during the whole thing until you're able to come back to the Rose Theater. But we're talking about how important it is to have that call and response and reading the room and having that live audience there. How important for you guys as comics 
is it to actually go up there and eat shit once <laughs> in a while. I feel like that's part of the game too. Cause it, you, every comic you'll have those streaks where you're like, man, I'm just nonstop killing. And every once in a while, everybody has one of those shows, one of those duds that kind of just like brings you back down to earth a little bit. No, not everyone. What's your game? Not everyone. Back. Not you, Paul? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't know. Maybe, maybe when I was like 15, but no. <laughs> pretty much just, yeah, I've been pretty much just killing. Just killing the whole time? I, yeah, I'd say for at least the last 20 years. Yeah. It may have been a rough patch, a rough patch of my teenage years, but other than that, no, just pretty much just smashing. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I, I mean, I know, I know that's just me. So I'll let the others address. What, well, what I always felt says, like I, I don't know. I always felt like, and you all know that I retired like four years ago. That was my gift to Canadian comedy, other than this radio show. But I always I felt like every the, morning, right? <laughs> I, was, I, I always felt like it was those shows where you walk in and you're just not invested in it, where you're just like, ah, I got this. You know what I mean? I feel like you have to have a little bit of that manic energy. You have to be sort of like pacing around, running your stuff through your head. I feel like when you go to those shows and you're just like, I got it. And you're not invested in it. That's when you lose float. That's what I always felt like. And, and audiences are smart. They can smell that right away. Mm, very interesting. Yeah. You definitely mm. need that adrenaline. Like I always get excited when I hear a rowdy crowd or, you know, just like, oh, this is gonna, gonna go good. Or then I get a bunch of old people who are retired. I'm like, or oh, this is gonna just go, <laughs> you know? So. You're like, you'll, you'll always have, you'll never be able to not have a bad set. Like it'll happen eventually. It'll, it's gonna happen, unless you're Paul, because it's been- Unless yeah, you're Paul yeah. Thompson, yeah, uh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, other than that, but no, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, other than that, though. There's like, it, it's, it's bound to happen. You know what I mean? You can't. That's why fighters don't fight forever. They'll fight yeah. like, you know, 20 and 0, and then they'll stop. Well, that's, you know, the game is the game, baby. And I mean, that's part of it too, because stand up is supposed to be, you know, every single show, every single set is supposed to be a raw, organic thing in the moment. Like you, you might go up and do do 20 minutes at a club and in your head you're going, okay, well, I want to do this album set that I'm working on right now. But then something might happen with the crowd or some theme might spring up during that show and you just read the audience and you just, you might end up going up there and riffing on something entirely different. Like live standup is all about anything can happen. It's in that moment. You're feeding yeah. off the crowd and really like nothing, nothing can replace that. It's always that there's almost an element of danger and excitement to it. That's kind of the, that's the exciting thing about live comedy is like, there's always that feeling in the room of anything can jump off. Anything can happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything can happen. October 22nd. Right. <laughs> is that Rose a threat? <laughs> Promo. Promo. Uh, Yes, anything can happen. Who's gonna bomb? Uh, yeah, sounds like a not Paul. Oh, not Paul. <laughs> or it could be my first, my first and only. So you never yeah. know. Come check it out. Find out October twenty second at the Rose Theater. Because mm -hmm. oh, I tell man. you right now that if, if I yeah. do bomb for the first time in my career, I'm not gonna take it well. So the show will continue <laughs> on. I will, I will flip out and make sure that everybody comes burning with me. So you better hope I don't bomb because I'll make sure that you all bomb too. But anyways, October twenty second. Um, at the Rhodes Theater, it should be a blast. It's, it's a great lineup, honestly. It's, it's, I'm a fan of everyone's work on the lineup, so I'm just really excited to bring that to Brampton. And oh my goodness, Martha Chavez, she's an old G original of stand up. Yeah. You know, when I was starting, I was just like looking at her, like, oh my god, she's so dirty and hilarious. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She's just authentic and you know, has her strides in this game and everyone's really doing 
great. So it's going to be a hot show. I mean, well, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a good, you always have such a good blend of comics on your, on your lineup yeah. too. Like it's always so many distinct voices and different styles. How much does this show take on the flavor of the venue, by the way? Because I mean, you're all club comics, you're all road dog. Like when you're, when you're in a small intimate club and the audience is right there, it's a, it's, it's a much different feeling than when you're in a sold out theater like this, this, this kind of, this is a night out for people. Like this is, feels more like a gala. Like this is an event for people. So how much of a different animal is a crowd in a setting like this, when you're doing a sold out theater versus, you know, you're in a 30 seat comedy club and you're face to face with everybody. Well, you know, um, it's, it's in a smaller studio at the Rose theater. So yeah. It's still, yeah, gala type feel because, you know, people are, you know, it's, there's a bell that rings you in to go inside. Like, where are we? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but you don't have this at a comedy club. Ding, ding. It's time to go. in. No, you just, you know, so this is very a lot more upscale. We have our own dressing room. Normally, it's yeah. just like go hang out in the lobby and have a longer I mean, it's it's great though. I like it. It's a, it's these the space is a lot more intimate though. So it's around like 180 people. Yeah. As opposed sure. to like a big the bigger space. I mean, maybe one day it'll get there. We'll do a like stand-up stitches festival. You know. There you go. It's almost time I feel it. But I mean, yeah, it does feel more like, you know, the crowd that you get out for these shows because you're doing it in a theater space like that. It feels like an event for people. Like it feels like Definitely. a night out, which I mean yeah. for Natish, I mean, that must, like, I know you've, you've done all tons of these theater shows all over the country, but it's probably always a different thing for you and kind of a switch up in a way because your bread and butter is, you know, you, your home spot is really the corner. You are a club comic. You are a comic that would be very much at home in, in New York. Like you are all about intimate club setting. You are face to face with your crowd. It's those tight rooms. You're up there just sort of workshopping stuff. This must be a different animal for you when you go and do like a theater show like this that does feel kind of like a night out. Um, yes and no. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess it's just in a bigger show, you don't do as much crowd work and it, in a theater, I guess. But like Keisha's saying, it's not that. I don't know, man. I'm good. Um, I think it'll be the same. I think it'll be all right. Sick. October 22nd. I heard it here first, Publicist trained. Wow. Who's your publicist? What an answer. I don't know, man. Riveting. We watched him light a blunt right before that answer, too, by the way. Wild. You know, have his own podcast. I can listen to that all day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes and no. Yes and no. Yes and no. And then you know what? No. And then he just abandoned everything. Just you know. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I don't know. Maybe I'm just not going to go at all. (laughs) Next question. Boom. Moving on. (laughs) Well, Keisha, I want to. I mean, when you're when you're putting this together too, and you're building a show like this, I feel like because you do at this point have sort of a built-in audience there that's come to multiple of these shows. You have a built-in crowd. When you're doing a show like this, though, in Canadian comedy, it's kind of a tricky thing because you you have to bill credits a lot. Like, you have to be like, these people have been on, you know, MTV, Sirius XM, Just for Laughs, blah, 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 blah. Because it is Canadian comedy. We all know who each other are. We're household names to each other. Audiences don't know that, though. They don't know names. They just right. know this TV show, this comedy festival. So is that kind of what you have to lean on when you're putting this together? I mean, I, uh, 
I definitely recognize it for sure because, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, it is an event for them. So the audience wants to feel like, oh, wow, I'm going to this event where they've done all these, all these things, all these credits. So I definitely include that. And it's part of all of our brands too, right? That's where walking business. So this is our resume. Yeah. You know, come check me out. I've done this, this, and this. So. Well, it's kind of funny too, because in Canadian comedy, it was always about, you know, hustling yourself and self-promotion and sort of building Mm -hmm. your own brand and all that. But everybody was always doing that to just get the attention of like the few gatekeepers that were out there. You wanted to get signed by the two comedy clubs. You wanted to get the three festivals and all that. That stuff still exists, but it definitely does feel in the last couple of years that Canadian comedy has become way more driven by comics themselves. You don't necessarily have to go through those gatekeepers as much anymore. I feel like you look at all the albums that were coming out for the Juno noms the last couple of years. Those are all independent labels that were started by comics. You look at the tours that are happening, started by comics. The specials people are streaming and downloading, comics doing that themselves. So, I mean, there is still obviously industry here. You still do want the handful of festivals, especially if you're trying to, you know, get your papers and bounce or whatever. You still want the club work, all that stuff, but it does feel way more possible now that comics are just self-reliant a lot more than it used to be in Canadian comedy. And you don't really need to go through those channels anymore. Yeah, I agree. I, agree. Yeah. I think so. I would and so I feel like, you know, that's what the pandemic really birthed a lot more, if anything, because comics are just going into bars, putting up a sign, calling it a club. We're just yeah. booking ourselves is really great. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, it is, it is true. Comedy clubs now. It's great, man. Yeah. Uh, Look at independent comedy clubs that have started up. And I mean, that's Paul and Natish. I mean, that's where you guys are working most of the time. I mean, it really is incredible because if you look at the last couple of years, the chain clubs went on pause. They mm-hmm. nothing was happening there. The festival stopped. So comics just kind of went, well, I'm just going to keep this stuff going myself then and just yep. build new things. And you look at even here in Toronto, you look at the landscape now coming out of the last couple of years, you look at all the independent clubs that are there. You look at the comics that are headlining festivals now and putting out albums. It's just comics that built this stuff themselves the last couple of years, really. And it has changed the face of standup in this city and in Canada so much over the last couple of years. 100%. You know, and you got comics like Paul Thompson that had never bombed in their life. We're going to come back with more of the standup stitches panel. We got Brandon, Keisha, Nitty and Paul. We're going to come back with more inside jokes right here on 640 Toronto. Hello, y'all. It's me, Brandon Ash Muhammad, Monique's baby cousin. Um, y'all better listen to Inside Jokes on Global News now. Too many bottles of this wine we can't pronounce. Too many bowls of that green, no lucky charms. The maids come around too much. Parents ain't around enough. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, boys and girls, right here on 640 Toronto, and of course, streaming all over planet earth on global news online stand-up stitches is coming back october 22nd to brampton's famous rose theater we got keisha brownie and friends keisha of course is the host 
producer booker behind this independent showcase which by the way it is so nice to see this back live on its proper home stage again we got a full cast of comics coming up there a few of them on the panel right now we got brandon ash muhammad natish sakuja and paul thompson all on the air i feel like and again all of you kept busy the last couple of years and everybody was still doing work and still hitting the stage and putting out albums and all that stuff but it feels like there's there's a lot it's a ripe time for comics to come back to live shows like this whether you're political or not in your comedy it just feels like there's a lot for comics to talk about right now the world is falling apart the climate is falling apart there's so much social change that's happened in the last couple years there's so many different conversations going on and of course that's the job of comedy is you sort of riff on stuff in real time as it's happening and you sort of you know find the funny in whatever's going on. I mean, Natish, you've been up on stage this whole entire time. You guys didn't slow down at all during the last couple of years. Do you feel like there's a lot that you just want to constantly riff on right now that's happening as a comic? It doesn't feel like a very boring time to be a comic right now. Absolutely not. There's always something, something happening now that you can talk about, but there's also a lot of people that don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? There's wow. want to don't want to talk about what's going on right now and they yeah. want to, stories about you or just absurdness you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it literally depends where you are and every show is different it could be the same venue but uh different crowd every night right you never know what you're gonna get so it's just playing the field and figuring it out and watching whoever goes up first kind of set the bar of what what can be talked about or what they want you know well and i kind of feel like that's important at a show like this at the rose theater is that yeah for a lot of people it's like they just want it's it's like going to a movie theater for 90 minutes just the lights come down you put the real world on pause you just want to be able to get absorbed into this night of comedy i, I feel like yeah it's kind of a double-edged sword because there's so much stuff that's ripe for comics to talk about but we've also been stuck at home for two years watching that on an endless loop so i feel like a lot of people just want to get out and laugh right now and put that stuff on pause and I feel like need a little bit of escapism. I mean, Brandon, for you, how, like you were on here most recently plugging a TV show. That's just about that. It was just Canadian comics, just having fun and rip, bouncing ideas off each other and trying to crack each other up. That was it. It feels like that kind of stuff is sort of needed right now. We kind of do need to just be able to like find the funny again and put the real stuff on pause a little bit. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> These guys. Unreal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's a double-edged sword too, though, because I feel like I mean it's it's a cliche to even say it, but comedy is really sort of the last form. It's the last bastion of free speech. It's the one thing where you get to go up there and just riff on whatever's happening in the world and speak your mind in a way that nobody else gets to. And comics just like find the funny in that stuff. Paul, do you still, do you think that's more true now than ever that this is like comedy is really the one true outlet where you can say things that nobody else really gets to? At, at the moment, yeah, but it looks like it's going to be disappearing soon because there's people getting lawsuits for things that they've said on stage and, you know, people are throwing bottles at them and uh, certain A-list actors are walking onto stage to slap people when they're not yeah. happy with what they said. Mm -hmm. oh, what are you sound, sound familiar? <laughs> sound familiar? Jake Gyllenhaal from the movie Donnie Darko, who recently slapped somebody at a Hollywood elitist event that only I was invited to. But yeah, did he really also? What's that? Yeah, Whoa. I was recently. I was recently because I'm in in Hollywood right now working on something, and I was recently at uh, at a show, and somebody was doing stand up, and Jake Gyllenhaal walked on stage and slapped him in the face. Are you oh, messing yeah, with Paul? Or is no, that that's, is this a bit, Paul? 
That's what I was talking about. We're getting the inside scoop here, man. Who did you think I was talking about? We broke that. Now, do you think... What was the joke in question, Paul? What was the joke in question? What were they talking? What was the topic? He said that he said that Donald Trump looked like uh, an orange. Which, what? I mean, is going a little far. I will say that is going a little far. It's okay to talk about it's okay to talk about politics. But look, yeah. we all you know what I mean? Like there's there's a line, you know, and I think that's what's amazing about comedy is it's all about pushing the envelope. And it's cool that you can talk about politics, but. To say things like calling Donald Trump an orange and stuff, it, it, there's there's an area where it goes too far. Too far. <laughs> too far. Would you bring fruit in the matter? I mean, like, come on. That's you know you're starting you know you're looking for you're looking for problems. Okay, we got to respect. You're getting people. vegans involved. You're getting the fruit activists <laughs> exactly. involved. Exactly. You know, exactly. and that just opens the door to just onslaughts of bantering and and propaganda media you don't need. Mm-hmm. I'm happy you understand. Jill and Hall wasn't <laughs> having it. All right. Well, and Tish, I mean, that's always been something in your material. And I mean, I hit the road with you years ago. I mean, you you've always been good at you will talk about stuff as it's happening, like some pretty dark, serious stuff. You'll talk about things that are happening in the world in the real time, but you always just find the absolute goofiness in it. Like you just you're you're making it okay for the audience to just go. Not everything has to be so serious and dialed up all the time. You just find like the the absolute absurdity in it. I. Yeah, I like I like to I like to talk about real, shit, but I also like to be absurd. You're right? be yeah. silly. and and find co- combining that. You know what I mean? And there's so much real shit that's happening in the world that is completely stupid. That's and, right. And I don't know to find to find the connections and make the dots in a weird way that hopefully try to outsmart the audience. Because the worst thing is to try to try to say something and the audience knows your punchline. Right. Yeah. yeah. They know what's coming. Right. So just trying to outmaneuver them and not let them see what's coming. Yeah. But then also going. make them think when they hear it, you know? Yeah. But it's kind of true. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's, life is short. There's something funny to be found in pretty much everything. And that's what great comedy is. Like yeah. taking these things that are the elephant in the room that nobody wants to address or nobody is anyone scared to bring up and go, no, no, no. We're talking about this right now. We're going to pull this thing on stage we're gonna give the skeleton in the closet an autopsy right on stage you're gonna find the funny in it and make an audience realize like oh it, uh, yeah actually it is okay to laugh at this stuff we, life is we weird, live in man. a time where like you'll do shows right now where you'll see people the laughter is not very loud but you'll see everyone smiling at you and kind of holding their laughter in because they're afraid to yeah laugh at something because of the people they're with or they're around the show's not dark enough so you can see everybody around you you know, there's so many. That's why comedy needs to be dark. And the Rose Theater on the October 22nd will be completely dark. So no one can see you laugh. Right? <laughs> the audience will be blindfolded. October 22nd. The lights the will be will off be in the Rose Theater. October 22nd. All right, we're going to come back and wrap it up with more of our panel. It's more stand-up right. stitches. Coming back live to Brampton, October 22nd. We'll be right back with more Inside Jokes. Yo, it's Nitty. You're listening to Inside Jokes. Uh, keep listening.
Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. And of course, brought to you as always by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you find your way to your seat in the Rose Theater in Brampton, October 22nd, because it will be pitch black in there and the lights will be off so that you can laugh at whatever you want without worrying about who's sitting next to you. It is, of course, the return of Stand Up Stitches. Massive lineup of absolute crowd killers hitting the famous Rose Theater in Brampton coming up, but we got four of them on the show right now. Keisha Brownie, who, of course, is also the MC, producer, and booker behind this whole thing. It's back. It's live. We got Brandon Ash Muhammad. We got Natish Sakuja. We got your boy, Paul Thompson. Everybody on the panel right now. Earlier in the show, we were talking about how we are, and definitely here in Toronto, but we are seeing new audiences come out and sort of trickle out to, you know, the some of the independent clubs and comedy bar. And, and a lot of people that just started streaming comedy specials, started listening to albums, started listening to podcasts, had never gone out to live comedy before. Now we're seeing them come out to shows again right now. It's kind of, it's kind of refreshing too, because I'm sure you've all done those shows where somebody will come up to you afterwards and go, I went to an open mic by accident one time or a comedy show that I didn't know was happening and it was horrible. And that's just what I thought stand-up was. And now they came to a proper show and they loved it. And now you have new audience. So I think we're seeing a lot of that happening right now. But we're also seeing a lot of new headliners that we're seeing on the festivals and on TV specials and stuff, sort of a new generation of comics. So I want to kind of go around the panel, find out who are some Canadian comics for our listeners that you think more of us should know about right now? Who do you think we should be watching, listening, downloading? Uh, Brandon, I'll flip that one to you first. Who are some Canadian comics you think more of us should know about? Um, I think Al Val is very funny. I love her. I love watching her perform. I'm so glad that she's finally getting her due i think more of us should know who she is there you go i feel like a lot more people are right now too because it's been a pretty packed year for them but that's a good choice right there keisha brownie i mean obviously when you're booking a show like this you're putting these lineups together i know these are a lot of comics that you are friends with and work with but you're sort of you're handpicking all these talents to go on stage here so you're out watching people's sets and watching what they're doing who are some canadian comics that you got your eye on that you think probably should become more well-known um well other than paul thompson thank you definitely thank you, keisha brownie that's kind of how i feel uh <laughs> <laughs> you know and um no there's a there's a lot of talent in canada man it's it's hard to name it's hard to name any one person it's because it's it's like such a variety of you know you got a bunch of hilarious deadpan comics. You got a bunch of hilarious high energetic comics and from different nationalities. So it's it's hard to pick one or two. I mean, but Keisha Brownie for sure. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, Paul, you've been at this a long time and you've come up mm -hmm. with a lot of comics that I, you know, in Canadian comedy, it's funny because everybody's kind of always fans of each other because you watch each other's sets and you go, oh man, this person's so brilliant and not enough people know about this. Who are comics for you that you think more people in this country should get to know about and become a fan of? Because you get to see all these comics that are absolute beasts that nobody knows about yet. Mm -hmm. I'd say right now, probably if I had to say my top three in no particular order, I'd probably go with uh, Keisha Brownie, Natish Shakuja, Brandon Ash Muhammad, and this one guy that does magic, but I forget his name, but he was, he was pretty <laughs> cool too. There, but there that, would be my, that would be my top three. There we go. October 22nd. Uh, who are some of your favorites man because same thing like you're sharing stages with a lot of these comics that you know how good they are but a lot of us don't know who they are yet i mean that's why this whole show exists is because again in, in canadian comedy it's like when you're putting together a lineup like this 
you really have to go, here's what festival they were on. Here's what credits they have. Cause we don't know yeah. everybody's names yet. One of my favorites to watch in this country right now, mm-hmm. besides Paul, honestly, Paul is one of them, but Thank you. Dan Gyrie. Dan Gyrie doesn't get the love he deserves. That guy yeah. is so funny. Crushes stages. Um, and then there's guys that are like up and coming. I, I, other, sorry, guys like Chris Robinson and I think are great, but guys that are upcoming like Matt Sheldrick and Andrew Sam Burns. Sam Burns is the Burns. killer. Yeah, there's so, many, there's so many comics, man. There's so many comics that need their due. Yeah. It's just Jesse Sings. Natasha, Comic Who Got His Due over the summer was you actually because in the summer that was Adam Sandler all over this damn city photos everywhere people taking pictures of him in yorkville he actually showed up at the corner and caught your set yeah and paul he saw me paul and danny martinello yeah black you and danny martinello that's right yeah yeah well you're on the camera right now i'm talking to you right now screw danny talk about you how was that experience with adam sandler oh man that was so cool i remember being on stage i knew he was there but he wasn't in the club yet and Uh i was hosting that show uh and it was going well but as soon as he walked in, I saw him and then I looked at him and I performed the rest of my 15 minutes to him and only yeah. him the rest of the show. I watched him. <laughs> you the guys locked time. eyes? Yeah, I, well, I guess he was looking at me, but I don't know if he knew <laughs> that I was staring into his heart. And I would just like, I would watch him respond to my jokes. And if he'd laugh, I'd be like in my head, just looking at myself going. You know what I mean? <laughs> did he like hang out and give you guys? Did he hang out and talk to you guys after? Because I mean, that's the corner is one of those. That's an intimate club, man. You are face to face with that audience. Hmm. Uh, he 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 didn't really hang out. He left right after the show, but as he was leaving, he talked to us for like five minutes. Yeah. Any words yeah. of wisdom? Um, just to keep writing. I asked him. I'd be honored if he'd bump me off a show one day. <laughs> and he told me he would so i pray for that day there we go all right we're gonna go around find out where we can find everybody on the internets follow them see them live all that good stuff keisha brownie we'll throw it to you first where can we get tickets for this upcoming stand-up stitches uh you guys can go check out the rose theater website you can get tickets online there you could also follow me on instagram uh, I have the link in my link tree or just call the box office right now at 905-874-2800. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It is coming back live to Brampton's famous Rose Theater, October 22nd. Absolute lineup of crowd killers. Do not miss it. Grab your tickets. Brandon Ash Mohammed, where can we find you online? Find me online on Instagram at Brandon AM Comedy. There we go. Paul Thompson, where can we catch you, man? Right now, like I said, I'm I'm in LA. I'm working on the reboot of Wishbone. So when that comes out, make sure to check that out. And you can check me out online at uh, Paul Thompson Comedy. There we go, Paul Thompson Comedy. Natisha Kuja, where can we find you coming up, man? Uh, find me on Instagram at Nittysack N I T T Y S A K. Find me in person, October twenty second at the Rose mm-hmm. Theater in Brampton. Um, cool. And then you know, just find me in the universe somewhere. I'll be around. <laughs> there we go. That is our panel. Thank you again. Don't forget, grab your tickets to the upcoming stand-up stitches October 22nd at Brampton's Rose Theater. Do not miss it. Absolute beasts on that lineup. That is, of course, our panel. Don't forget, you can listen to all of our episodes right back to the beginning of time 
on Global News Online. We'll be back next week. This week's Comedy RX is Keisha Browning. Oh, man, my first time in L.A. Thank you. So good to be here. This is such a good-looking crowd. Some of y'all good-looking, some just looking. Uh, Something you should know about myself off the top, I love to perform, okay? I don't discriminate against any show. I'll perform anywhere. I'll do weddings, I'll do birthdays, I'll do threesomes. I will. (laughs) Guys, I'm working. I will. And like your host said, my name is Keisha. That's actually black for Karen. Yeah, yeah. Always confuses the white Karen in the building, right? Is it really, Sharon? No, not at all. Just trying to say the name is really popular, right? Because I remember when I was going to school, I was the only Keisha in my classroom. Now there's so many of us, and there's different variations of spelling the name, right? You got the K-E-I's, the K-E-Y's, the K-E dollar signs. <laughs> 